my message today is going to focus on the reading from Isaiah. And it does provide some comfort in knowing that God will swallow up death forever. At any rate, I appeal to you today more than ever, read your Bible, you know, so that God may draw you closer to Him. You know, because from my experience, the day is going to come when you're going to need to know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a deeper way than you know Him right now. Unless your life abruptly ends in a car crash or some kind of accident or a sudden heart attack or aneurysm, you and I are going to experience some type of suffering in our life. You know, physical pain, loss of function in the body or mobility or loss of loved ones. I know some of you are already there. But listen to me. If you haven't taken much time or any time for that matter in your life to read your Bible, do it. Don't wait for Sunday. Don't wait for me to read it to you, although that's better than nothing. But starting today, read your Bible. I'm, I'm not saying this just because it's a pastory thing to say and I want more people to be dedicated to the church or something. I'm saying it because I care about you and I know from experience that Scripture, which is hard to understand, words that are even offensive to you, can be comforting and assuring when you are better equipped, better armed, as Paul might say, with the armor of God. Anyways, I've heard the excuses, all right? Pastor, I just want Jesus. You know, I'm not interested in all the other stuff. I'm not interested in the doctrine of the church and all that. I don't know who all the apostles' are, our names are. What are the Pharisees, the Israelites? What does that all have to do with anything? I believe in Jesus, and He's all I need, thank you. Well, I get it. I do. I'm telling you, though, when you're equipped with some backstory of Jesus, you know, what the prophets said about Him, who His family is, and the post-resurrection story, you know, what believers said about him afterwards. If you have just a little more of that, look, when Jesus invites you to believe in him, he's inviting you to walk with him through all stages of his life, all parts of his life, even his death and his resurrection, and even before he was born, what the prophets said about him why he was even promised in the first place in Genesis, the first book of your Bible. I know it's hard to crack it open and sit and read it yourself alone. God wrote it primarily to be spoken and heard. So read it with someone else in your family if you can and speak it to each other. Talk about those passages that confuse you or make you angry with God or even despair. You have a helper, after all, when you do this. God Himself in the person of the Holy Spirit. He lives in those words. He's a better helper than I can ever be. I know you just want Jesus. And we're getting ever closer to Christmas Day. Isaiah the prophet has a promise for you then. 
a promise from about 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It's a promise from God, the Holy One of Israel. It's a promise that you can treasure in your heart. Let it build up in your heart and comfort you. When you're flat on your back, <laughs> wondering, why me? What's going to happen to me? Or when you're on your knees, grieving loss. Isaiah says, on Mount Zion, and remember, Zion can mean a couple of different things. In this case, Mount Zion is the hill that Jerusalem sits on top in Israel. Okay? It was a barren mountain at one time until it was inhabited by people there. And tradition goes, that's where Abraham sat, uh, was about to sacrifice his son Isaac when God came down and said, stop, you trusted me, you have faith. Abraham made that. This is where God spoke, and that's where Jerusalem was built. This is the Zion Isaiah is referring to. On Mount Zion, the Lord will swallow up the face of the shroud that enshrouds over all peoples and the woven web that is wo woven over all nations. He has swallowed up physical death in, well, in your English translations, I think, I think it says forever. In the Hebrew, it's he has swallowed up physical death in perpetuity. Like it's, it's ongoing. He's swallowing up death now and he's going to take that last gulp on the last day. And the Lord will wipe away tears from upon all, face, all faces. Isaiah affirmed this promise by speaking back to God his confidence in the promise which is a rare thing. This is special. When you read the prophets, they don't often speak back to God a comforting reassurance. But Isaiah says, Your dead, O Yahweh, will come to life, including my own corpse. <laughs> they will arise. Wake up and shout for joy, O lying down dwellers of dust. For your dew, O Yahweh, is a dew of many lights. God's own people will bodily rise to eternal life. I think that's, if I have one criticism about this hymn that we just sung, is that it didn't really speak to the resurrection. It's got some comforting words about your soul will be with God forever. But let's not forget that we confess every Sunday the resurrection of the body, right? Our body, your body, my body. We are going to rise to life. And among those who will enjoy the gift of resurrection is Isaiah himself. Hey, maybe one day we'll get to sit down with this guy and talk with him. Isaiah knew one day he would die. And according to tradition, this is, and this, this is a, a history that's outside of the scriptures, but according to tradition, Isaiah was sawn in half by King Manasseh the king who followed King Hezekiah because Manasseh didn't like what Isaiah had to say, apparently. Yet Isaiah trusted the promise that he too would receive the gift of bodily resurrection and life everlasting. And Isaiah used a figure of speech to show us what it looks like. The dew that nourishes the earth <clears throat> and produces, well, 
grass and vegetation. So this is God's kind of dew. It will cause the physically dead who belong to the Lord to rise up and see the light of life. See, it's kind of a, of a pre-Jesus resurrection kind of image. Isaiah is uh, kind of using this mind-blowing imagery to sort of foreshadow the resurrection that Christ would promise, right? Bodily resurrection. In this reading from Isaiah, Christ is sort of hazily seen as this dew that God will use to raise the dead. Fascinating. In some ways, things weren't much different in Isaiah's time compared to today. Some people heard him and thought he was living in a make-believe world. I remember last night during our, our live nativity, one of our church members invited her co-workers to, to drive through. And probably there were, she must have had over 20 of her co-workers come driving through last night. And I don't know, if you drove through, you saw me walk up and you know, hand people a little gift bag with an ornament. Well, one car happened to be a co-worker of one of our church members and I walked up, and they were like, <laughs> no, they didn't want it. And, and uh, I later found out that you know, this, this person says uh, uh, to our church member friend, you know, I think religion is a neat thing for some people. <laughs> some people believe it's make-believe. Our religion is make-believe. And it wasn't different in Isaiah's time either. Who could believe such a thing as resurrection and death being swallowed up by God? But this was a promise from the Holy One of Israel, the Almighty Maker of heaven and earth Himself. In the fullness of time, the Lord God Almighty began to fulfill His promise. So fast forward about 700 years. God sent His only begotten Son, begotten of his father from eternity to be born of a virgin, to become Israel's saving king, the suffering servant. He became human and entered into the realm of physical death itself. He went to Mount Zion. He walked that long road up to Jerusalem to physically suffer and die himself. Physical death swallowed him up for a time, for a couple of days. It was not an illusion. It was not make-believe. He lay dead and buried. But then early Sunday morning, an amazing thing happened. On the third day, God and the Father of Jesus, God the Father of Jesus, the Holy One that Isaiah spoke of, raised Jesus of Nazareth up from the dead, physically and bodily. Jesus, Israel's Messiah, broke the chains of physical death from the inside. He entered the prison of the grave and broke open its prison doors from the inside. By raising him up from the dead, God swallowed up physical death for Jesus himself and through Jesus for you and me too. And thereby the bodily resurrection of Jesus became the down payment, the guarantee of the future day when physical death will be swallowed up for you as well. Sounds more like an Easter message, doesn't it? Yeah? But God did this for you. And part of that narrative of history starts 
on Christmas. Advent seems like a, an inappropriate time to think about suffering and death because Christians, you know, Christmas is around the corner and we're to be happy and, and cheerful and celebrating with decorations and food and gifts, but some of us are anything but happy. Pandemic aside, there's physical, mental pain and suffering with some of our members. Badly. Maybe it's worse this year because of COVID. Nevertheless, if it's real for you and you wonder if God is near or if he cares about you or why me, well, he does care about you. And me saying that may not change the way you think or feel about it. This is why I appeal to you to read your Bible and hear more for yourself. Let God confront you what he has to say about your situation and ponder what he's saying to you. Despite the fact that we're our own worst enemies when it comes to reading our Bibles and letting God teach us his ways, there is much comfort and wisdom to be gained from him when times are good, just okay, certainly when times are bad. It's the best advice I can give you. In the meantime, the crucified and risen Lord gives you his own life-giving blood and body to eat and drink and thereby gives you a foretaste of the feast to come. In the meantime, you and I can sing hymns in anticipation. Call it a rehearsal for the coming end-time choir concert when we'll all be singing glory to God in front of God our Father at his throne. So take to heart the promise from Isaiah that one day death the swallower will be swallowed up. Amen.